Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of what essentially is the Rook Runda opener. I know it's not technically with the amount of games, but for all intents and purposes, the Hin Runda ended right before the World Cup, and this will kick off the Rook Runda. I'm talking about Bayern Munich versus Arbe Leipzig, and what should be a thrilling matchup to get the Bundesliga action restarted. I'm very excited about the match because, to me, RB Leipzig is one of those teams that has just a boatload of talent. And we've been waiting to see it all come together year after year. And sometimes it does in a season. Other times it does not. Earlier this season, it did not appear as though things were quite in sync for RB Leipzig. Then a couple of moves went down. They brought back Timo Werner. He was able to come in and integrate pretty seamlessly. And to me, with the amount of attacking talent that this team has, I think they pose a viable threat to Bayern Munich, not just in this match, but for the entirety of the Rook Runda. I do think RB Leipzig is one of two or three teams that could potentially give Bayern Munich some headaches if Bayern cannot get its act together. But we'll talk about all of that in just a little bit. Let's break things down and refresh ourselves to see where everyone is uh, in terms of where they sit in the table, how they were playing before the break. I know it's like a a total restart of your brain because it is for me. I'm trying to think back to even what it was like before the World Cup happened, and I'm having trouble remembering. I just know that I felt like Bayern Munich was playing well. It wasn't always perfect. But I do think that uh, at that point, Byron had started to figure some things out. So let's take a look like we always do at where the teams sit in the table and what their recent form has been. Bayern Munich, of course, is atop the Bundesliga table. Through 15 match days, they had 10 wins, four draws, one loss. They scored 49 goals in the league and allowed 13. They have 34 points, which puts them, as I said, atop of the table. Their form before that, in their last five games, Bayern Munich, like I said, had figured it out. They had won five in a row. The last match was a 2-0 victory over Schalke. Bayern Munich, at that point, was starting to take all of that talent that had been working together and really starting to see how good they might be able to be. Unfortunately, a lot has happened since then. Manuel Neuer's injury has happened. Sadio Mane, of course was banged up before that. He's still nursing that injury. Uh, Luca Hernandez, another key injury, is out for the season. So Bayern, as they were before the World Cup break, is not the Bayern that we're seeing right now. And I think that that's got a lot of Bundesliga teams pretty excited because there is a possibility that Bayern might be susceptible for the first time in a long time. Uh, as for RB Leipzig, they are sitting in third place at the table through 15 match days. Eight wins, four draws, three losses. They have scored 30 goals, allowed 21. They have 28 points. In their previous five games before the break, they had four wins and one draw. That draw came against FC Augsburg. It was a 3-3 draw back on October 21st, which seems like 10 years ago at this point. RB Leipzig's last match before the break was on November 11th. They beat Werder Bremen 2-1. 
when you look at this match, obviously the first thing that you're going to gravitate to is more who isn't there for Bayern Munich. There is no Manuel Neuer. You have to get used to that. As weird as it may sound, Neuer is out for the season. He will not be back. There is no Luca Hernandez. He is also out for the season after tearing his ACL while playing for France at the World Cup. He will not be back. Sadio Mane still nursing that injury that he sustained right before the break. He will not be back just yet. We should see him relatively soon. But for this match, he will not be there. As for Leroy Sané, who was sick earlier this week, it does look like Sané will be there. He was battling a bit of a stomach bug, so he should be ready. Matthijs De Ligt, who was banged up previously, it looks like he will be ready for this match. He was dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. Leon Goretzka also uh, had a bit of an ailment, which won't hold him back or keep him out of this match. So I think for Bayern Munich, this might be about as strong as a team as they could put together, given the elements that they have for this team. Uh, it, it will be very interesting for a couple of reasons from a Bayern perspective. One, you want to see how they play without an order. You want to see how the defense comes together without having Luca Hernandez there. You want to see how Julian Nagelsmann uses Thomas Muller, if at all, in the starting 11, which... I know the hashtag Muller Mafia is not going to be happy, but it looks like Muller might not even start this match. So there are a lot of things happening. And as much as you can look at Bayern's roster and you can say, well, their talent is just so overwhelming for the Bundesliga, they're going to win. I wouldn't necessarily go that far. And while I am confident that Bayern Munich will win the league, there are a lot of obstacles in their way. And one of which is going to be team harmony what happens if Muller doesn't play a lot? What happens when Sadio Mane comes back and all of a sudden you've got four world-class wings for only two spots? Do any of them start to come off the rails and be unhappy? Will Ryan Gravenberg, the newly anointed attacking midfielder, be happy playing the roles the the third-tier attacking midfielder on this team? I don't know, but these are all questions that Julian Nagelsmann is going to have to answer at some point during this Rook Ronda. Either way, the focus right now is on RB Leipzig. And let me tell you, the RB Leipzig squad is nothing to scoff at. Uh, obviously, we all know RB Leipzig, what they've done, and how they have grown as an organization over recent years. What RB Leipzig has specialized in doing is taking young talent, developing it rapidly, and then selling it off for a massive uh, massive jolt of revenue, a, a massive profit. And now with the way that RB Leipzig is in a bit of, I don't want to say organizational turmoil, but the greater Red Bull family, there's a lot going on with the ownership structure of that greater organization and the future of how all of these clubs interact and work together, or if they all even stay as part of this tree, uh, that all remains to be seen. So the only thing that you can say at this point is that this particular RB Leipzig team under Marco Rosa absolutely has the potential to catch Bayern Munich and they, and they, Totally can be a thorn in Byron's side this weekend. So let's just take a look at some of the key players uh, that will be there. We all we all know that Peter Galashi has been battling an injury. 
Same with Abdu Diallo and Vili Orban. So there, it's not as if Bayern is alone in in dealing with injuries. I mean, I didn't even bring up Christopher Nkunku, who is one of the most dynamic attacking talents, or David Rahm, who is battling a bit of an ankle injury right now, which he sustained on vacation after the World Cup. Uh, kind of funny, not like ha-ha funny, but it's just kind of weird that I believe it was Rom who had he had sustained this ankle injury vacationing while skiing, just like Manuel Neuer had his leg break while skiing. Whatever the case, whatever kind of winter sport Rom was doing or whatever Neuer was doing, I, hopefully these guys just don't do that anymore, uh, at least until they're retired. But either way, even with some of those players injured, there's a lot of reason to be excited about this match because when you look at the bar uh, at the Arbe Leipzig attack, it's nothing if not exciting. So Timo Werner is another player. He's coming off an injury, but all, when you look at Werner, if he's in his top form, if he's healthy, he's going to give Bayern Munich some problems because of his speed. You also have to potentially deal with the likes of Yusuf Poulsen, Emil Forsberg, Andre Silva, all great potential to be goal scorers in this match all have scored against Bayern Munich before, but it'll, it'll be very interesting to see who Rosa goes with, with for at his forward positions, because there's just a lot of attacking talent there. And it's not even bringing up the two players who are going to draw the most focus from Bayern Munich in this match. And, and to me, that would be Dominic Sabasloy and Danny Almo. Uh, obviously within Konku out, Almo and Sabasloy are going to have, increased roles they're going to have bigger roles in the attack so i'm really fascinated to see how marco rosa aligns his team how he puts them together because i want to see how this attack operates there are a lot of interesting pieces to this attack uh silva has not panned out and been what i think anybody wanted him to beat our bay leipzig i actually think leipzig would be well served to start trying to sell him i just don't think he's a fit there i think when they made the initial acquisition the intentions were good but it's not really the way that Leipzig plays. And I don't know that Silva looks extremely comfortable playing there. Uh, I do think Werner could play a role here if he starts or even if he comes on as a sub. But Sabasley and Danny Almo, those are the two players you have to look at as difference makers in this match. Those are the two right now, minus Inconco and I guess depending on how confident Arbe Leipzig is with Werner coming off of an injury. Uh, Sabasloy and Almo are the two players that could do the most damage. Another player that Bayern Munich fans are certainly going to keep an eye on is Conrad Leimer, because Leimer, by all accounts, is either has already agreed to a deal with Bayern Munich to, to come over as a free transfer next summer, or actually this summer, now that we're in 2023. Uh, he's either already agreed to it and they're on the verge of announcing it at any point, or it's pretty much set in stone and will happen a little bit later on. But whatever the case is, it seems like that deal is done. Both parties have agreed to it. There's very little Leipzig is going to be able to do to keep Limer at this point. So I think it's just a matter of time there. And if Limer does get some run against Bayern Munich, and that's always questionable in this kind of situation when you have a player who is so heavily rumored to be gone. And if Leipzig truly does know he's gone, they might be less inclined to play him and depend on him. But if he does play, Bayern Munich fans will be fixated on him. They're, in particular, Bayern Munich fans are really going to want to see if Limer is able to come out and, and play 
the way that we've been told he's going to play. That's going out, being aggressive, winning balls, and being smart on the ball, not having a lot of turnovers. So uh, if Byron fans want to take a peek into the future, they can certainly look at Limer. Although if you follow the transfer rumors at all over the years, I mean, well, literally how many of these players have been linked to Bayern Munich at some point. We know that Timo Werner was, we know that Sabasolai was, we knew that Danny Almo was, uh, even David Rahm, he was at one point linked to Bayern Munich. There, there have just been so many different players between these organizations <laughs> uh, that have been linked to Bayern Munich. It's crazy. So uh, defensively, Bayern fans and Leipzig fans are really going to want to keep an eye on Jasko Garvidal because Garvidal is now pretty much the most sought after center back on the market. And he's only on the market in name at this point because Arbe Leipzig has said that they do not want to sell Garvidal and that despite how successful he was for Croatia during the World Cup and despite all of his talent and ability, it seems like Leipzig wants to let his value grow a little more. And as a player, I think Garvidal has a, a little way to go before he's ready for this big transfer to Chelsea or somewhere else. Uh, he's been linked to just about everyone from Real Madrid to FC Barcelona to Chelsea to Manchester United to Manchester City to Liverpool. Every big club wants him. PSG. I just think he needs a little more seasoning, and the Bundesliga is a great place to do it. This particular match against Bayern Munich is a great test for him because he's going to have to deal with some incredibly fast attackers, some incredibly skilled attackers. It's a great matchup for him to test himself and further build his resume. Otherwise, we'll probably see a little bit of Marcel Haustenberg and Lucas Klosterman if they are both healthy, Uh, but that remains to be seen because those two players seemingly always are battling something. As for Bayern Munich, it'll be a very interesting choice for Julian Nagelsmann. How does he align his troops? Uh, Without Manuel Neuer, I think it's pretty safe to say that we're going to see Sven Ulreich, even if some miracle transfer for Jan Sommer comes in. Between now and game time, I still think we'll see Ulreich in that game Friday. It's just probably the way things will shake out. As for the back line, I would anticipate seeing Alfonso Davies, Dio Upamakano, Matthijs De Ligt, and Benjamin Pavar. Of course, Nusar Mizrahi, who I didn't even mention earlier, is still battling uh, an ailment after a bout with COVID-19. So he is also unavailable. Another key player for Bayern Munich, you could say, that's, that's not available for this match. But Pavar, it's not like they're dropping off anything. Pavar has been really solid this season. I think he's motivated to show what he can do. He's obviously now, by all accounts, playing for his next contract as it looks like he's going to be looking to leave Bayern Munich this summer. So he's going to want to go out and perform and he's going to be challenged in this match for sure against that pretty solid RB Leipzig attack in midfield. I do think we're going to see Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka assuming everything with Goretzka is back to normal and that he's healthy. I think that he'll be the the call here. I know Marcel Sabitzer turned in just a, just a fantastic Hinrunda in my mind. And people really want to see Ryan Gravenberg a lot, although the club now sees him as more of a 10 than an 8. Doesn't matter either way. I think Nagelsmann's going to lean on his old reliable duo of Kimmich and Goretzka. As for the attack, this is where it gets very interesting. And I do think that we are going to see Thomas Muller on the bench. I had for a long time thought that Muller was going to be the 9. But now I'm starting to feel like Eric Maxim Chupo Moting is going to be the direction that Julian Nagelsmann goes in. 
Uh, I just think that Mueller has looked so uncomfortable working as the nine and has been really so unsuccessful in playing that position that it's going to take a lot of faith and perhaps some ingenuity from Nagelsmann to find a way to get Mueller back in the lineup. Musiala has the 10 locked down. I do not think, barring an injury, that he's going to be taken out of that position much. Uh, You know, I could see it being a situation where because of Musiala's slight build and how he could be susceptible to getting beat up a little bit, that Nagelsmann would use him, say, 65 minutes to 75 minutes and then sub Muller in. But for the most part, Musiala is going to play that position. The nine is where I think a lot of fans thought Muller would be able to just break in and establish himself, at least for the second half of the season. It does not look like he's being, it has been able to do that. And I'm you saying that based on his performances at the World Cup, playing that position, which were not great. Uh, he did not look good against Red Bull Salzburg in the friendly last week. I just kind of think in this situation, using a 4-2-3-1, if you're going to use Musiala as the 10, Muller really doesn't have a position any longer. And I do think we're going to see Chupo Moting as the starting nine. It's going to be very difficult for a lot of Bayern fans to accept that Thomas Muller might not have a place on this team. Uh, Nagelsmann has also indicated he wouldn't use Muller on the wings, probably because he's got a boatload of talent there already, and it's already going to be tough enough to manage that. Speaking of those wings, without Sadio Mane available, you have three choices, Leroy Sané, Kingsley Coman, and Serge Gnabry. Sané, of course, was battling that aforementioned stomach bug. I would expect that he's going to start. So then it comes down to Coman and Gnabry, and this is another very touchy situation because Obviously, with this much talent, and let's be honest, these players all expect to start. It's not going to be easy for Nagelsmann to really take one player and isolate him to the bench, even for just one game. It's going to be very difficult, and it's going to be an ongoing problem. For this match, I would say, and I would take just a guess at this because I have no idea which way Nagelsmann is going to go. I think he's going to go with Coman based on Coman's ability to disrupt. And I think if anything against RB Leipzig, you're going to want a player who's going to be unsettling toward their back line. Now they do have some talent back there. They have some talent in the midfield, but you want someone who is going to be able to go in and, and cause some havoc. And it might not even necessarily mean that that player is going to score or that they're, they're going to even have assists but they need to make life uncomfortable for RB Leipzig. And I think in this situation, Coman fits that bill better than Serge Gnabry. It's not as much a knock on Gnabry. I think he is a very good wing. I think if you're looking at pure wingers in terms of could Gnabry start at most clubs? Yes, he could. He could be a starting wing at, at most places, or at least at most clubs that use a formation that features a wing. But right now I think he's, been so mercurial he's been so up and down that i think right now given this particular game nagelsman will go with Coman just because he'll be able to just cause more chaos and Gnabry, i think would be a good option to come off the bench and if you need a goal off the bench he can supply that if you're just looking to put the game away and maybe extend a lead he can also help you with that so i don't 
necessarily think that Gnabry is going to be relegated to the bench full time or that Coman is going to be in the lineup full time. Uh, but for this match, I would say Coman. And I do think at some point that wing situation is going to come to a head, particularly when Sadio Mane comes back, because I do think at that point, you're going to have to make some very difficult choices if you're Julian Nagelsmann. Mane did not come here to be a bench player. He did not come here to be in a rotation. So it's going to be difficult for Nagelsmann to take all of those egos and, and kind of massage them to the point where everybody feels okay about being a part-time player. Or at least Sané, Coman, and Gnabry, because like I said, I don't feel like Mane is going to sit all that much when he's back. But that's what I see for a starting 11 for Bayern Munich. As for how this game will play out in a final score, when I initially looked at this match, I thought to myself, well, this is a Bayern win. And I'm not talking about looking at the schedule back in like August or September. Uh, just even last week, I'm, I said to myself, this is, a, this is a Bayern win. This is a game where they're going to overcome all of these obstacles. They're going to fight through the injuries and they're going to show us why they are Bayern Munich. The last week or so, I don't know. I've had some doubt about that. Uh, the Red Bull Salzburg friendly definitely caused some doubt for me because what I had hoped to see was a more effective Thomas Muller playing the nine. I hoped there to be better cohesion and communication on the back line, which was absolutely an issue. I mean, they always seem to have some difficulty with their positioning, but it seemed like that they were not in sync at all at times uh, against Red Bull Salzburg. So I, I do worry about that. Uh, the midfield I'm less concerned about because I feel like Kimmich and Goretzka are on the same page. They know each other's games and they understand how to play together. I'm not really all that concerned there. The attack does worry me a bit. I think Musiala, it, you know, he's great. He's going to create offense for himself and others. He's going to be a problem. We don't know long-term if Eric Maxim Chubomoting can sustain the type of performances that he had there at the end of the of the Hinronda. We have seen Leroy Sané go up and down. Sané, to his credit, has, for the most part, been excellent this season and, and been one of Bayern Munich's better players. Can he prove that he can do that consistently over the course of a season? That's what we need to see. And this would be a great time for him to start proving that or further proving that. Coman also has been up and down. And up and down is the theme of the Bayern winger group for sure. Uh, like we've talked about many, many times, no one has been more of a roller coaster ride than Serge Gnabry. But let's face it, Coman can be equally devastating one game and invisible the next. So for him, not only does he need to stay healthy to get back into performing like one of the top two wings on this team, but he's going to have to be consistent as well. So Coman. Sané, what are we going to see out of them? I think this is going to be a choppy match for Bayern Munich. I think RB Leipzig, if they have anything inside of them as a team, they have to sense that this is an opportunity for them. And it wouldn't be so awful for them to walk out with a draw. It wouldn't be terrible if they pushed Bayern to the limit and lost something like 3-2 or 4-3. And I'm not saying it's a moral victory by any means. But for this particular Leipzig club, this team that they have this season, they need something to build some momentum. They need something to give that team some belief. Do I think that they can win this game? Absolutely. Do I think they will win this game? I'm not so sure. 
right now, my prediction, and I guess I can't change it, so there's no point in saying right now, I'm going to go 3-2 Bayern Munich. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. I think that Bayern is going to be able to pull it out in the end. I would not be shocked at all if RB Leipzig wins this game. I, I, they have every chance to do it. Uh, I think they have the capability to do it. But something tells me Bayern's going to rally. They're going to want to play well in front of Sven Allright. They're going to want to get off to a good start. And a lot of these players are really competing and playing for time. If they put in good performances, it's more likely that Julian Nagelsmann is going to call their number the next game. So uh, Bayern Munich 3, RB Leipzig 2. I do think it's going to be a great game. As you probably all know, we are not fans of the Friday games uh, <laughs> for Bayern Munich because they are extremely hard for us to cover. We have staffers with a variety of different schedules and it is just and we're all over the place geographically. So it's very difficult for us. We won't have our normal Tweetmeister. I think we'll have a sub there. Uh, I Need No Name, I believe, will be on the game thread. I know a lot of you love the live blog, so he will be working that. But as as far as the other pieces go, we'll be working on getting those nailed down to see who can cover the game. But uh, Fridays are tough, but enjoy it. Have fun with the game. Uh, it should be a great way to start, and it should give us all some inclination as to what Bayern Munich team we are going to see moving forward. And this might be the last time that we see them play without a goalkeeper like Jan Sommer. So I think a lot of you will be keeping your fingers crossed about that transfer, hoping it goes down, but otherwise it should be a hell of a match. So uh, that'll about do it for this episode. As always, you can get me at the barrel blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get the tweet Meister Tommy Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get, I need no name, the mysterious one at BFWINNN. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.